Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we are live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. Yes, I am back from the beach. So thanks for bearing with us, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the uh, best of while we were gone. Uh, yes, I gave everybody a vacation over the last week. So anyhow, it was, uh, it was a fun time. Hey, uh, I want to give a, a, a shout out to our sponsors. Before that, though, let me go in and welcome our panelists. Yes, we have Captain Brett Bartlett and we have Lieutenant Lieutenant Randy Sutton all the way from Las Vegas today. So thanks for being on the show, guys. Appreciate it. Also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. Yes, I'm drinking the peach mango today. Uh, peach mango is actually pretty good, Brett. I'm going to have to slide you some peach mango because, yeah, I just got a delivery from Bang before I went to the beach. Yes. So it's staying, it's staying warm in my garage right now. Hey, uh, also, thanks to the Brian Burns for the free press for carrying our content. And huge shout out, Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media, excellent source for news. And uh, we are streaming to eight locations right now. Three of those are Red, are Red Voice Media Facebook pages with about a million followers. So thanks so much for the opportunity, guys. We appreciate it. Now, um, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, before we start, uh, I know you guys are thinking, when the world could ship come up with, it's going to be different, right? So look, Randy and Brett, I'm going to go ahead and wet the appetite you know, the taste buds of our audience so they know a little bit about what we're going to be discussing. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about the number of Leos wounded in active shooter incidents and how it rose dramatically in 2022. We're also going to be talking about a widow of a fallen deputy that told the governor not to attend her husband's funeral. Ouch. But look, yeah, we've all, I see Brett clapping, Randy shaking his head. We've all seen crap like that going on at our agencies, right? And then we've got cops fired, charged, acquitted, and sued. Got a bunch of stories there. Uh, so yeah, we've got we got a lot of stuff co- coming down that we're going to be talking about. So um, so just stay tuned for this. You are you're gonna you're gonna really love it. So look, jumping right into the thick of it here. Let's start with our first main topic. They have a tendency to be a little bit deeper. It's on police one. Number of Leos wounded in active shooter incidents it rose dramatically in 2022. This may or may not be a surprise to people that are watching our show. Uh, but look, in Washington, it says that. Active shooter incidents in the U.S. in 2022 actually decreased. So the number of active shooter incidents decreased, but the number of people shot increased, according to a report released by the FBI on Wednesday. So the rate of wounded law enforcement officers had dropped dramatically from five in 2021 to 21 people in 2022, according to the report. And one law law enforcement officer, Leo, was killed in 2022. Now, the FBI designated that there were 50, that's five zero shootings in 2022, as active shooter incidents. Now, they define active shooter as, quote, one or more individuals actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a populated area. It's specific uh, to this definition is the use of a firearm. Got to have a firearm. The active aspect implies the ongoing nature of the potential for response to affect the outcome. Now, incidents related to um, self-defense, gang violence, drug violence, domestic uh, hostage situations and other criminal acts, they're excluded. So the 50 active shooter incidents, they left 313 casualties, including 100 people that were killed. And the FBI term for casualty accounts, uh, it includes, you know, deaths and injuries. They're all included, but it does not include uh, the bad guy if he ended up being killed. So the deadliest incident of 2022 last year was the uh, May 24th shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, where the gunman killed 21 people and he wounded 17. Now, the shooting with the highest number of casualties and injuries and deaths was actually Highland Park, Illinois, where the gunman killed seven people. He injured 48, and that was the 4th of July parade. Now, Texas had the highest number of active shooter incidents. They had six. In Arizona, Florida, where I'm at, in Michigan, and New York, we all were tied for second highest, each with three incidents. So 29 shooters were apprehended by law enforcement. Seven were fatally shot by law enforcement. Two were fatally shot by armed citizens. Oh, you got to love that. 
They were probably former Marines, Brett. And nine died by suicide, those cowards. Uh, that's what we have. Co- commentary on this, guys. Uh, I'm curious what you all think. Brett? What I didn't see in the report, Chip, was any details about why these officers were killed and how they were killed during the incident. I mean, you, you can take raw numbers and do anything you want with, but it doesn't really tell me anything about what they were doing, what the policemen were doing during the event. So until we see that come out, I'm not sure that raw numbers, you know, while they're they're uh, devastating, you know, one police officer killed was devastating. They don't really tell us a whole lot about why that's happening. Maybe because policemen are finally becoming more aggressive other than Uvalde. They're becoming more <laughs> aggressive and going in. So, but again, I, I hesitate to comment until we find out exactly what happened. Uh, thanks, Captain. You know, you know, Lieutenant uh, uh, Brett made a crack at Uvalde, but of course, you know, uh, Scott Peterson, you know, down there in Broward, you know, he kind of set the tone for Uvalde, didn't he? He's, he's uh, no no hero. But go go ahead, Lieutenant. Well, you know, I, I think what's really critical here is the fact that um, these events are. I mean, it's it's almost unimaginable that in one year you could have 50. That's a massive number of active shooters. And we've become almost, um, well, yeah, here are 50, 50 active shooters. I, I think we've, we've, become, we've become so hardened to this, this tragic set of circumstances that we, we, it's no longer having the shock effect that it should have. You know, it's we hear about it. We hear about these events on such a frequent basis that we're becoming jaded. And 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 thank God for for the law enforcement uh, officers who are still active out there. And we've seen some tremendous results from their bravery uh, in these recent events, where they just don't hesitate. They're going in and they're being effective. So. This is something that, that, that law enforcement has to continually train for, practice, and also have the warrior mentality uh, and the warrior spirit ready at every single moment that they're on patrol. Yeah, I mean, God bless Nashville. Uh, we've got a uh, hey, we got a video um, coming up, a video component for a news story where they're rushing into a Nordstrom's or cops are. I mean, the bad guy ends up killing himself, but, uh, man, what a great – no hesit, you know, no really hesitation going and chasing this guy through the racks of clothes and stuff. It was a beautiful thing, you know, the the uh, the warrior mentality that these guys have, Randy. It's nice to see, you know, that there's not, you know, that we don't have a lot of SROs named Scott Peterson taking over our law enforcement agencies. Well, and and, and you know, um, Brett will will attune uh, 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 himself to this as well as a, as a law enforcement trainer. There's been a a literally overt act of uh, from uh, from um, national law enforcement in the federal level and also on in police agencies when it comes down to training to kind of push off the warrior mentality and 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 absorb the guardian thought and and this is dangerous this 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 will kill cops. And so I, I am a strong proponent of, of training and in that training that you, uh, that law enforcement trainers uh, embrace the warrior philosophy. Doesn't mean you're at war. It means that you are ready to become a warrior in an instant when it's required. Yeah. Captain, did you have something? Yeah, you know, 
just at a, at a local agency recently, they uh, did laundry for the uh, neighbors again. Sworn police officers at a laundromat helping the neighbors with their laundry. And then we have guys that I know rush where you're in. Going. Then we have yeah. guys rush in to kill the bad guy. But, you know, after Uvalde, don't tell me that cops across the country didn't have the same conversation we're having right now is that was crap. Okay, so when two cars are next to each other at midnight, you know, one's writing a report, the other was drinking. They're having this conversation about, let me tell you what, pal, me and you, me and you will go in. Yeah, we're it's not, not going to be me. That guy. So I think it's just just what I'm looking at. We might see a rise in the discussion of this incident, and we might see a rise in the um, uh, the agreement between cops, brother cops on the squad. Hey, man, we're going. We're, we're not going to be that guy. Thanks. You know, I, I keep making references to Scott Peterson for people who just don't know. He's that uh, school resource officer, the Broward County deputy uh, that, I mean, he retired slash, you know, got fired. But that's the coward, you know, at Parkland, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shooting, you know, yeah, they, to kind of set the tone for, you know, what a, a, uh, there was a what a coward looks like. In coward of the county. It's been old now. I think that came out, but coward of the county. That's that guy right there. <laughs> Ouch. Uh well, if there's nobody else, move on to our next one. We've got a we've got an update here that we're going to be talking about, and uh, we've got what about a little over two minutes before we do our first commercial break. But uh, lawofficer.com widow of fallen deputy tells Governor Waltz not to attend funeral. So this is on Alpha News. And remember, uh, Bob Kroll's wife, Liz Collins, she's a reporter for Alpha News, um, and so she's got um, it's either this article or another one that she actually uh, uh, weighed in on. But the widow of Pope County Sheriff's Office deputy. Uh, Josh Owen, uh, who was killed in the line of duty on Saturday night, told Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz that he is not welcome at her husband's funeral. So Deputy Owen's wife, her name is Shannon Owen, confirmed to Alpha News that when Governor Waltz called to offer his condolences, she told him not to show up on Saturday because, quote, he does not support law enforcement, unquote. Her family also stands by this decision, and they said that Deputy Owen, um, if he was alive, that he would want it that way as well. Now, um, Deputy Owen died Saturday after being shot on his 44th birthday while responding to a domestic assault. Wow, sad story. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension has identified 34-year-old Brian Nigard as the man who killed Owen. Nigard also died during the incident, and Deputy Owen died after being shot three times. So the Pope County Deputy uh, Brody Merrill, he was struck by bullet in the upper chest of the vest, and also Starbuck uh, Police Officer Alex Olson. He was also hit in the ankle, but both those officers were expected to make a full recovery. Now, Liz Collin, who is our panelist, Bob Kroll's wife, um, she said that law enforcement families were asking Governor Tim Waltz, um, you know, why he has yet to, to lower the flags for Deputy Josh Owen. Waltz uh, never uh, did for the fallen Wisconsin officers, and, and uh, she said that she was absolutely uh, – disgusted. Uh, one officer's wife said that and that she wants people to contact her state house and Senate reps ASAP and, uh, you know, to make sure that that happened. And there was all kinds of uh, updates. You know, there were examples like flags afloat, uh, were flying at half staff to honor victims of the Covenant school shooting in Nashville and flags were at half staff to honor victims of the Monterey uh, Park shooting in California. So why wouldn't he do it for this? So stick with us. It's a great story. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. All right. Motion DSP, they've been supporting the law enforcement profession for over 15 years with a robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. The Motion DSP software 
easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise. You can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automated tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters, achieving results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. Now, Spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It's designed to work with video from any camera source and using Motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology, it automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information, saving users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame redaction. And forensic enhancement software, that allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super-resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. You can actually get forensically valid evidence from just low-quality video in minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products by going to motiondsp.com. Check them out today. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we are live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios. You know, we left off talking about the widow of a fallen deputy who told Governor Waltz in Minnesota not to come to her husband's funeral because he does not support law enforcement. So we were talking about Liz Collin, the reporter for Alpha News, a panelist Bob Kroll's wife, who wrote the book, They're Lying About you know, George Floyd. You know, she was talking about Governor Tim Waltz and uh, quoting, um, you know, quoting someone, I guess one of the one officer's wife, and really calling for a call to action from citizens getting hold of their House and state representatives, ASAP, the the kind of like put pressure on the governor to do the right thing because there's been other instances that they that they listed in the uh, in the uh, text that were, you know, the governor acted differently because they weren't law enforcement, it appears. So so it, this article goes on to say that by Wednesday morning, now this this um this shooting and the death of the deputy, it happened on a Saturday night. Uh, so by Wednesday morning, after this pressure happened, the governor's office ordered all Minnesota flags at half staff immediately until sunset on Saturday in honor and remembrance of Deputy Owen. And on Saturday was the funeral. So that's why he, he did that on social media. Many people said that it was a move that should have been made from the very beginning. Uh, you know, you think so. That's the way that went down. Uh, commentary surprises. Lieutenant Randy, why don't you start us off? Yeah, Walsh has been anti-law enforcement. Um, he's a, he is your typical political animal that will cave into any pressure from, uh, groups that, uh, that are anti-law enforcement. Um, he is, uh, he's anti-public safety. Uh, he is a complete appeaser for, uh, Black Lives Matter and, uh, and, uh, allowed the, allowed the riots to take place without committing law enforcement to, to do what they, what they're trained to do. So um, I fully support the widow in uh, in her decision not to have that 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 creature at um, you know at a place of honor where her husband sacrificed his life for the people. And uh, I, I this is something that these these politicians need to be called out on a regular basis for uh, for their their crocodile tears and their their uh, you know political game playing on the backs of some of our brave men and women. Thanks. All right. All right, Captain Brett. You know, first off, he's a piece of crap. He doesn't, he doesn't deserve to be there, but wouldn't this be a hoot if they did invite him? But the last second, the family had this plan and the squad had this plan to meet that knucklehead outside and go, sir, um, you're not welcome inside. You're going to stand out here in the heat with everybody else. Or if he is allowed in, make him sit in the back. You know who should be sitting in the front? It should be this, the family, the squad, the platoon, the sector. And maybe in the back, maybe in the back, bring in the political hacks. And maybe in the back, bring in the staff who has nothing to do with anything. Make them suffer. And the widow should come on the air and go, 
guess who's outside and who's not allowed inside to honor my husband, but the anti-cop Governor Waltz. He is outside. He is responsible. And why not? Why not take advantage? Why not let the family be the uh, the ones who are given the statement instead of these knucklehead politicians? I think that'd be funny if they turned him away at the last second and said, sir, 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 you are not allowed in this building. <laughs> You're, you know, we've all I, I'm assuming we've all seen things like that. I, I certainly have. I mean, in, in Tampa, uh, look, I I've, there has been look, we've we've lost. Uh, we lost what ten officers, you know, when I during my thirty-year uh, career, unfortunately, and uh, look, I've been at funerals to where there's been a battle going on. Uh, Brett, we had a, a mayor, a female, a female mayor that was not very popular uh, growing up on the department, and I remember um, a funeral where the 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 widow did not want the mayor there. I attended the uh, the funeral for the St. Pete officers that were killed. And, uh, you know, the last one was Crenshaw, I think his last name they killed, but that, that whole thing happened in St. Pete. And I went there and I remember, uh, uh, the governor, not the widow, not wanting the governor there, one of the widows at that funeral. And I, I remember him being there anyhow. And I remember the tense, the tenseness of the situation. It was just, yeah, that, that happens you know, quite a bit. Does anybody not understand the politicians aren't there to grieve with the family. They're there to grandstand. And, and and it's it's basically oh, yeah. a it's it's a it's an event where they can show their face one more time and maybe like Bill Clinton, remember he shed that he shed that little tear right. Oh there. yeah, it is tear. so disingenuous that any anybody that thinks that they actually care is I have to ask them what color is the sky in your world? <sighs> That's sad. All right, guys, excellent. So look, let's move on. We've got man, we got some great stuff today. So look, there are. Um, a couple of stories we're going to be talking about. They have a video component. Look, it's hard to cover any news item today that does not have a video component. So for our radio and podcast listeners, we'll describe in great detail what's going on so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. So look, this first one is on Rumble. And I think it's the best law enforcement video channel out there. It's called This Is Butter. It's at rumble.com. Please check it out. Um, Pasco PD Police Department releases a dash cam video of an ambush attack on Officer Hanks after a reckless driver call. Now, this is Pasco Police Department in Washington State, not Pasco County Sheriff's Office in Florida, where I'm at. So Pasco Police in Washington, they released the body cam footage of an officer involved in shooting uh, that happened late uh, in March. I guess so just before 6 a.m., March the 24th, police were told of a reckless driver. So Officer Phil Hanks, he arrives and he ends up being shot while approaching the reckless driver in his vehicle. Pasco Police Chief Ken Rusk uh, called it an ambush. And I'll tell you. When you watch this video, you'll see exactly what he means. 
I don't know. There's a whole heck of a lot this cop could have done the way this. I've never seen a shooting go down with the uh, the door, although the guy partially opened it. Window was up, dark tent. You couldn't see it coming. So arriving officer uh, Phil Hanks, he arrives and he shot while approaching. Um, the video shows officer Hanks. He pulls into a circle K and he stops in front of this white BMW, which is the bad guy's car. It's being driven by 38-year-old David Ramos Galvez. So officer Hanks, he walks around the back of his car. And he uh, walks on the park on the passenger side and he starts approaching the white sedan. Now the white sedan sitting there, it's stopped because you know his car's blocking it. The windows are tinted. Uh, there's a driver, but you can't really see it. It's it's, it's dark out. You know it's night, and uh, the doors are closed. So the BMW, um, you know, is sitting just like I told you. So the driver cracks open the driver's door and he immediately fires nearly a dozen shots. I counted eleven shots. He fires them through the closed window and through the tent. So all you see is the you hear the gunshots and you just see the holes blowing through the window uh, and and he's shooting at the officer before he drives off he hits officer Hanks who falls to the ground almost immediately and Hanks alerts dispatch of his injury so Hanks uh, was tended to by witnesses and medics as Tri Cities law enforcement responds in force to the situation wow the story the story I mean it doesn't get much better but but stay tuned guys. Uh, you don't want to miss this. We're take a commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, guys, it's time to talk about Galls, and hopefully Captain Bartlett can help me out with this one at galls.com slash Leo. Leo tells them, you know, where you guys are coming from. So, look, you all have heard of Galls, right? I mean, they're country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. They have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And, and as Captain Brett Bartlett says, they pretty much have everything but guns and ammunition. So, uh, Captain Bartlett, do you know what Goals is offering this week? What specials? Yeah, they're continuing to 25% off their public safety brands. They have some in-house brands. Uh, first Tactical, 25% off shirts and pants. 20% uh, off Wiley X. Those are the really, really good quality uh, shooting and sunglasses. Uh, if Goals doesn't have it, you don't need it. Isn't that the truth? I think Randy is off camera right now because he's ordering from Gauls. He always does these things. When we talk about Gauls, he gets it. It's in his blood. But look, Gauls.com slash Leo. Check him out today. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. We left off and we're at, uh, this is Butter, the channel on Rumble. Uh, Pasco PD, they released this dash cam video. It shows this ambush attack on an officer uh, after a reckless driver call. It's it's a it's a horrible thing to watch, but again, we're describing great detail what's going on. So after our cop is shot through the window behind the tent uh, by the driver, you know, uh, by this bad guy, and we've got you know the Tri Cities law enforcement they're responding. So the cop goes on the on the radio, tells dispatch that he's been shot, and police pursue the suspect until um, Galvis, our bad guy, is blocked in by a Benton County Sheriff's Office deputy. So remember, we got multiple agencies involved now. And, and that and that's typical. So the video shows Galvez are bad guy. He pulls out a rifle, points it at the deputy who's blocking him in. The deputy fires 16 shots at Galvez, hits him multiple times. Thanks, thank God. And uh, the the sheriff's office update uh, says the police they did first aid on our bad guy uh, after the gunfire stops. Then medics transport him to the hospital, and uh, it says that Hanks was released the same day as uh, you know as the incident happened. So that's the officer. He was released the same day. There's no word on the condition of the bad guy. And, and and I I really don't care commentary on this. I mean, it's a scary thing. What do you think, Captain Brett? This is about as bad as it gets. You can't, you know, you can train, you can keep your eyes open, you can walk around in condition red, just ready for the. But you, you just there's something you just can't account for. I mean, 
you're going to get a Coke and you're in the 7-Eleven and the nice old lady in front of you pulls a gun and shoots at you. There's some things you just can't account for. But given time, if he had time, always stay behind the vehicle, park behind the vehicle. And I don't know if there was time here. I don't, I don't know the, the lead up. But if you can, stay behind the vehicle. At least you have that one, that one advantage. But you just can't stop something like this. Yeah, and, I, and there was no opportunity. It was uh, that guy was gonna gonna be leaving if he didn't put his car where he did. Unfortunately, uh, Lieutenant Rainey. Yeah, this shows the inherent danger that every cop faces. Literally, you know, we hear that that word is commonly used on on the media: routine car stop, right? And we know that there's no such thing as a routine car stop. And when you start when you start believing that it is routine, that's when things are going to turn bad. So this is part of the, this is all part of the, the threat level um, that every cop, every cop in America is facing. This could, this happened, this happened to happen in Washington state, could have happened in any, in Florida, could have happened in New Jersey. And it is happening. You know, there, these attacks are happening more and more frequently. Uh, we, you know, we've seen a, a police officer shot almost every single day in America now, which is, now this has become the norm, and uh, it, it shows it shows the, um, the 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 incredible danger that every cop faces, uh, no matter what. Now I can't I don't know enough about about this this criminal's history, but whenever I see it, um, a, a violent crime taking place in the state of Washington, uh, I am reminded that they have passed some of the uh, worst anti-law enforcement, anti-public safety laws in the country, which has served to make policing even more dangerous because of their political leanings. So I don't know if this, if this is a, if this individual, you know, had been a, you know, a, a violent offender that had been released under their lax laws, or, you know, if he had never faced any consequences for previous actions, but it, it does beg the question. Thanks, Randy. Um, you know, before we move on to our next story, I, I do want to do one thing. We have a, a user, Bob Bradshaw, that wrote in. And, uh, you know, I, I, you can see his question on the screen. What's being done about the increase in law enforcement suicides? And this is for you, Randy. What programs can be implemented to check the health and welfare of officers before it gets to a permanent situation? And, Randy, if you don't mind while you're, while you're answering that question, if you can also tell our users what happened with that event with the, the cool, the $1,000 guitar signature country singers and, and give an update on that too. Sure, well, that's thanks for that question because that's really a critical question. We have uh, roughly three to four times the number of officers who are killed in a line of duty will take their own lives. And the number of course is, is muddy because many of the, of the deaths, the suicides are not reported as suicides, but that's, one of the reasons why the organization that I founded exists, the Wounded Blue is the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Officers. Those injuries can be physical or they can be psychologically, uh, psychological and emotional. So we reach out to police officers um, literally every single day and we are a resource for every cop in America. You don't have to face these issues alone and we can help get you into treatment we have, we have a, a fully trained peer support team, all made up of cops just like you who have been, uh, who, have, who have faced challenges. So that's why we exist, Bob. 
And uh, I ask you to go to our website, thewoundedblue.org, see who we are, see what we do, and support us. Now, for uh, you know, we're talking about, I just got back from Huntsville, where there was an amazing country concert of everybody that's in country music. Travis Tritt, Brad Paisley, Tanya Tucker, Winona. Uh, I mean, it was the who's who. And it was, uh, it was to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the death of George Jones. And his widow, Nancy Jones, saw that two Huntsville cops were shot. One was killed and the other severely injured and wanted to do something for those families. So we came up with the idea, and the Wounded Blue was part of this, uh, that they would sell a, for $1,000 a guitar, which could be signed by any artist who is performing at this event, which was just about everybody. And I'm still waiting for the final tally, but I think we raised somewhere between eighty dollars and $100,000 for those two families. And I can't wait to go to Huntsville and hand them those checks. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful story. Wow, wow, great. So thanks to everybody that, uh, that supported that. And uh, yeah, Randy, you're, you're involved in some, some really great stuff. So uh, yeah, definitely keep us posted. I wanna hear that final figure. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. Um, Guys, moving along, we've got another story that's got a video component. So, again, for Ready on Podcast listeners, we're describing great detail what's going on. This is back on Rumble. This is Butters, the channel. Police released body cam footage in an officer-involved shooting inside the Citadel Mall. So um, this is the one that I was, um, you know, talking about earlier. But listen to this good chance. Just over two weeks ago, officers say that they found a 19-year-old Brandon Harns who had a felony warrant in a stolen vehicle near the Citadel Mall. So this newly released body cam, it shows Harris. Um, and, uh, you know, he's our bad guy. He's running from police inside the Burlington uh, before reportedly shooting himself. Now, police say this all starts when they uh, saw two reportedly stolen vehicles near the mall. So the Colorado Springs police, they see five people, including Harris, go inside the mall. So police say that when the group was leaving, a tactical enforcement team starts to approach them. And so as they tried to run, police say that the other four were caught immediately. But Harris, this bad guy that we're talking about, he runs inside. He's armed with a handgun running inside the mall. So body camera footage shows officers running after him. So in the video, you hear officers shouting to him to stop and get down. Harris uh, fired one shot towards the officers and an officer returned fire with three shots and they all missed though. So shortly after the shots are fired, the body camera video appears to show Harris turn the gun on himself. And after the shooting, he's taken to the hospital where he later dies from his injuries. Uh, wow. What a, what a, what a video, Lieutenant Randy. Yeah. You know, th- it, what's interesting here is this was a very fluid dynamic situation, right? They were following this fugitive and and then they saw that he met up with another stolen car. He was in a stolen car. And then they met up with, with four people that were in another stolen car. And by the way, they were armed as well, they found out later on. Probably these were all gangbangers, but nobody's saying that word because it's, you know, it's 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 anti-societal to 
to actually identify somebody as a gang member. Uh, but this has all the earmarks of a, of a, a gang, uh, you know, involvement here. Um, but so they called in the tactical team. They did everything strategically right. But you, how do you control the movements of five people who all decide to run from you? You know, you, you can only have so many people. So the fact that this guy got away into into the mall, um, you know, could have this could have been a really, really uh, terrible situation with hostage taker, you know, with with a potential hostage situation. Thank God it, it turned out the way it did. And the coward took his own life. Uh, check that one off the box. Good job. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's bad enough dealing with bad guys in the street, but when one gets loose inside a busy mall, there's just no telling what's going to happen. You can have a multiple homicide. You can have hostage. Now it's just getting worse. So I like the fact that they chased that guy down. What was interesting at the very end, after that guy was down, you heard one of the officers say, push, push, push. Yeah. That's, that is language that is used in training when we're, te- we're teaching officers to deal with active shooter. Okay, so you get together, push, push, push. In other words, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going until you can touch the dead guy. So good for them for for doing what they were trained to do. Excellent, excellent point. All right, yeah, I, I love it. Great commentary, gentlemen. So look, um, you know, when we come back, we're going to talk about cops that have been, uh, you know, fired, acquitted, you know, charged, and, uh, and maybe sued. And we're going to go through that. But hey, We're going to talk before that. We're going to talk about the firing of Tucker Carlson from Fox News. Stay with us. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com. They've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offer a step-by-step program where they take it from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Brett Bartlett. So they provide citations from federal law, and ATF rulings for every point taught to assure accuracy. And their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can actually get free training for the personnel at your agency and yourself at no cost uh, by holding the seminar there. So look, come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be glad that you did. Uh, let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific healthcare needs? The answer is simple. Contact mymedicare.live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby, meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays, find plans that your doctors accept, and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, mymedicare.live. And welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios. Uh, Captain Bradley, did you see the size of Randy's arms when he just sat down in front of that camera, the side profile? My gosh. Oh, yeah, I, I just got a call from the Marines said they want their guns back. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, I think you can get those shirts at the Wounded Blue Dot Org, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I think that they're specially made to enhance. Maybe I shouldn't use the word enhance because nothing about Randy's enhanced from what I hear. But wow, this, yeah, the arms look good, Randy. Are we going to talk about enhancements? I probably, I don't think that would be advantageous for the crew we currently <laughs> have on the show. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, I remember, I remember when we were all hanging out at Ferg's, having a good old time in St. Pete. And I, I mean, you, you were looking spectacular back then, Randy. And that was even without that shirt on. So yeah, so yeah, I know. Yes, Brett, you look good too. You look good too. Yeah. All right. So look, so what do you guys think about this whole Tucker Carlson thing on Fox News? You will remember that back when Tucker covered this January 6th, you know, the videos and stuff that, you know, he had his people, his producers going down there, going through footage and releasing all the stuff that was being hidden from the American public, um, you know, that I encouraged people at that time to start supporting him because I predicted that people were going to come unhinged, that they were going to come out, they were going to come out for him like there's no tomorrow. And and now this happens from Fox and Megan Kelly went on saying that he technically has not been fired, that he has to work on an exit strategy because they're just not letting him. He can't do any new shows, podcast shows, and he's still under contract with Fox News. And uh, and I'm assuming still getting paid. They're just not letting him do his program on the air anymore. Commentary. Go ahead. You both have your mics open. Go ahead. I think it's perfect the way they're doing it. They're, if they keep him under contract. They keep him according to whatever the contract. He can't talk. He can't go on some some uh, uh, competitor show. But man, just just all the dirty dealing and all the backstab. We can't even contemplate how bad it is between Washington D.C. and these people who are honest. Maybe not reporters, but uh, honest opinionators. It just everybody knew he was next. Everybody knew it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing that he's not going to be the last one either. Um, I I think that there may be more there may be more changes coming. And uh, I mean, I, I, I it's shy, it was shocking to me that I mean he's their main their their number one performer. So uh, I've just I'm. I, I'm kind of baffled. Yeah, I mean, they've got, you know, Sean Hannity is still there. You've got, you know, Jesse uh, has got his own show and he's on the 5-2. Um, you know, Dan Bongino, uh, you know, he uh, was, I wouldn't say got axed, but they weren't able to come to terms on a, uh, you know, an agreement for his show to stay on. So like a week or two before that happened, Bongino left Fox. Now he's still got his uh, Cumulus Radio show, but that contract's up in a year and a half, and Bongino already said that he's not planning on sticking with Cumulus. He's leaving because of the uh, vaccine mandate for their employees. And But, you know, he's in the middle of uh, building a, a new studio down there in southern Florida where he's at. So I'm just kind of curious where all this is going to, you know, what all, you know, what's going to happen. Of course, there's people trying to get Tucker to do something, you know, with um, our, 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 our Twitter owner, uh, Elon Musk. And uh, and then you've got Bill O'Reilly that's waiting in the wings because he lost his job at Fox, you know, what, six years ago when uh, when Tucker took over for him. So it's just a just a mess. And I'll tell you, uh, Fox News ratings have have just plummeted from what I understand. But uh, Newsmax is doing pretty good these days. You know, we're, we're we're allowed to vote with our with our wallet. We do it all the time. We we go to Publix. We buy this brand versus that brand. If nothing Nothing else. I like the packaging on that, Brent. We vote with our wallet. So it's time to start voting with our wallet on the big issues. Stay away from Fox. Stay away from these companies that are woke. Stay away from them. Stay away from Bud Light. And that's having a huge effect. Vote with your wallet. My money is mine to spend. I will spend it wherever I feel comfortable. Yeah. Wow. Lieutenant? Um, you know, I was thinking about Bill Ry Bill O'Reilly. You know, when he got fired, um, he went and began his own his own uh, show. You know, uh, because the the networks don't have the power that they used to. Bill O'Reilly is making more money now than he ever did working for Fox. 
So I just find it kind of interesting that, uh, you know, the studios have a certain power, but they can't really they can't really shut you down if you want to have your voice heard. Other than, of course, whatever contractual obligations is going on with uh, with Tucker. That, that'll be interesting to see the way that plays out. You know, um, I can't I don't think it was Megan Kelly, but I saw someone else that was promising to help him financially to raise an effort from the American people uh, to co- to cover his legal cost if he did decide to break a silence and and uh, and break that contract with Fox. So it should be interesting. But you're right with with streaming services. There are op- so many options now. You don't have to watch the, the, the main you know network TV stations in order to get to get the news. You have a lot of options. I don't think anybody has to worry about Tucker Carlson financially. Yeah, that's a great thing. And let's face All right, it, well, look, moving there, along. There is no place where you can go, no place to get unbiased news. It doesn't exist. So what do we do? We gravitate towards the, the people who are interesting and who kind of sort of think the way that we do, because there is no place you can go where you get it unbiased. This is the facts. This is the way it is. I, I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah, but it, it is it is fun though, or I should say it is it is fair though to hear the other the other side of the story though. I mean, even though I, I agree that there's going to be bias with almost any someone's going to lean left or right or somewhere along the middle. But uh, um, what do you, what do you think, Randy? Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson is not was not just a straight news guy. He's he's an opinion guy, so he's allowed to have his opinions, and that's what that's what people made him their their number one choice because. They liked his outspokenness and the way he he presented his viewpoints. That's the that's the art. Yeah, and you know I, the people he had. He didn't just have people on a show that felt the way he did. Oh my gosh, the debates Tucker would get in on the air just made me glad that it wasn't me doing a debate with him. Remember, we we had a show we were talking about him and Tommy Laren, and and who would you who would you rather who would you rather you know do you know in a debate? I left the debate part off though. You know, made it a little suggestive. But, you know, who would, yeah. Who would, who would we rather do? Yeah, if you were gonna, but it was if you were gonna do a debate, would you rather would you rather have to go up against oh, yeah. Tommy okay. Laren or, or Tucker? You know, yeah, I have to clarify that for you, Randy. Yeah, so so look, moving along, uh, Police Tribune, Leo Ferris and Police One. We've got about two and a half minutes, so I'll cover this. Um, we'll get through as much as, as we can here. This first one that's a little bit involved, but Illinois cop charged of multiple felonies after allegedly hitting and tasing a disabled guy on a gurney. So this is in uh, the Washington Park Police in Illinois. This cop has been charged with multiple felonies after allegedly using a stun gun on a combative subject with intellectual disabilities in March while the suspect uh, was strapped uh, to an ambulance gurney. Um, look, I'm just going to go um, from what I've, you know, from what I've read on this. Instead of reading this article to you, the cop knew this kid that had these issues, and uh, they're interviewing the kid for the story. So you're relying on this. Uh, the officer's Justin Gaither. He's 32 years old, and uh, it, the the kid's 19 years old. So he's he's an adult, Larry Shaw, uh, according to the KSDK. Uh, but they're relying on what the kid says, and the kid even admits it while being interviewed that yeah, I grabbed this, I, I I grabbed the cops. You know, I think it was his his, uh, his gun or his radio before the cop hit him. And uh, I mean, things that clearly would have justified the cop taking action against the kid. I'm just a little disappointed that they're they're relying on testimony seen from the kid instead of uh you know a, a lot of video evidence. But uh, there it seemed somewhat plot. This cops in the grease. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not thoroughly convinced that everything he did was the bad thing, Lieutenant Randy. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, you know, they're Illinois is so anti law enforcement. They'll they'll 
they'll indict a cop at, at the drop of a of a of a, a dime. Um, but why we're talking about that, George Gascon in Los Angeles just indicted two Torrance police officers for a shooting that took place a couple of years ago that was completely justified. An armed suspect in a stolen car uh, was reaching for the gun. They shot and killed him. They, all, the, all the reviews cleared these officers. And now he, years later, has just indicted them and is ruin, going to ruin their lives. It's sickening what's taking place. So uh, California, Gascon, and uh, probably no shock there, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's another sad story, and uh, yeah, one one that's not not in favor of law enforcement. Um, guys, great, great show. Thanks for for being here. It was the uh, the Randy and Brett show, uh, but uh, look, <laughs> hey, worth the time. Randy, take about forty seconds to talk about the Wounded Blue, the WoundedBlue.org. Leave me fifteen to go through our sponsors. Go. Right. The Wounded Blue uh, is doing amazing work. We've helped more than 15,000 law enforcement officers in the last four years. Go to thewoundedblue.org. Hit that donate button. And if you're an officer and you're struggling, contact us. We believe in what this shirt says. Never forgotten. Never alone. And you got a conference coming up too, right? Yeah. The National Law Enforcement Survival Summit. On September 26th to the 29th, register at thewoundedblue.org. Beautiful. All right. Hey, a shout out to our sponsors, Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, and Bang Energy. Thanks for the fuel. Huge shout out, Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media. Thanks for the support. Lend us a stream to uh, about a million of your followers. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. Take care.